Mr. Rossetti, Claptrap, Slippy Toad, Navi, Baby Mario. Famous video game characters in their own right, but each with a shared infamous trait, being very annoying. But can any compare with the frustrating and bothersome creature that's featured in this week's episode? That's right, everyone. I'm talking about the most annoying creature in the history of this podcast, Brendan Riley. Brendan, my boy, you should not let me record these podcast intros. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 33, I believe it is. It's been a little while since I've done the numbers, Brendan. Does 33 sound good to you? 33 sounds right, unless we want to get into all the bonus episodes, which I know you love doing. I am not letting you go (laughs) down that road once again, please, for the sanity of all of our listeners, but also especially myself. I can't I can't let you do that to me. I, I couldn't anymore. I was wrong last time. And I, now I've lost track you of how many fool, bonus episodes we have. Fool, you fraud. <laughs> you fake podcaster. I'm going to guess 38. 33, I believe, is what we're working with here. Yes. Officially. Samurai Jack, uh, episode 33. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, welcome back to the show. Did you have a good holiday, my boy? I did. You know what I did on my holiday? What's that? I watched Dune. Oh, Again. so now I now I can't do the thing where I make the reference and you yep. don't know what I'm talking I've, about. I've seen it twice now. Oh, big fan, I I, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, really good. Good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, Zendaya is pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, she doesn't show up that much, but when she's there, you know, she's good. Yeah. She'll be a big part in the second movie, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jessica stresses me the hell out. That's her name, right? The, the main character's mom? Lady the mom. Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. Every time she's on screen, I am anxious because she's anxious the whole time. Oh, God. Does it seem like the mom and, and Timothy Chalamet uh, want a bone half the time? Or it seems is, like is they should the bone? Yes. Yeah. I got that vibe when they're like changing into their speed suits. Like towards yeah. the end, they kind of like look over their shoulders at each other. I was like, this is a little weird. I don't I don't love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a little disturbing. I don't know. We don't need to get too far into it, but um, I did get that vibe, though. Yeah, it's a little weird, uh, but everybody wants to bone Oscar Isaac, Timothy Chalamet's dad. Who <laughs> wouldn't? What a handsome man. <laughs> and hey, they never got married. That's true. That is true. Uh, you know, maybe one day we'll get our chance. Uh, have you ever seen? Oh, God. What's the name of that movie? Uh, Inside Lewin Davis. No. I think is the name of the movie. Okay. It's got uh, Oscar Isaac in it. It's uh, a Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Um, I haven't seen very many of those, actually. I hear some of them are good and some of them aren't. No Country for Old Men? Okay. Have seen that. Yep. That's a good one. That's got Javier Bardem. He's in Dune as well. That's true. Okay. So there's a through line here. Yep. Um, There's a... I I saw No Country for Old Men in a... Uh, one of those movie theaters where you eat dinner during the movie, like they serve you dinner. Oh yeah, during yeah, like the a movie. Chunkies. 
Yeah, the Chunkies is a is a local chain to where you and me are. Uh, I know they do similar things at like a AMC, like dine-in theaters. Yes. They have uh, some of those around the country. There's an AMC theater that I'm going to next week, actually, that has like a VIP section that does that. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw No Country for Old Men in one of those kinds of theaters, mm-hmm. which is not really like the kind of movie that you want to like bite into a big piece of steak during. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, <laughs> He's running around with the, the, the cow killing machine. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not really the right setting. It didn't really put me in the mood to eat <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's a great but, film, though. It's a great movie. It's one of my actually one of my favorite movies probably of all time. But yeah, the initial viewing was not really the right no, setting. F- certainly not. I've only ever seen like real popcorn flicks at theaters like that. We would yeah, see the that, new Star Wars yeah. as they came out. Get drunk at P.F. Chang's across the street. (laughs) That's probably, yeah, the appropriate way to handle that kind of movie-going experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, This year we're doing Spider-Man. Oh, hell yeah. Haven't seen it, but I understand it's good. That's what I've heard. Uh, And it was that or Matrix, and I'm real glad we landed on Spider-Man. I haven't seen the last Spider-Man movie. I saw the... I saw the first one, which was uh, Homecoming. Homecoming, mm-hmm. and then what was it? Far from Home. I didn't see that. Far, one. Yeah, is this one No Way Home? This one's No Way Home. Okay, yeah. yeah so Far from Home would have been the second one. I fell asleep during Homecoming and then didn't see <laughs> Far from Home. But it's got Batman in it. What? No, it doesn't. It's got Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. It. <laughs> it's like that's a completely different property. <laughs> mm, is it really though? You can't cross the streams like that. <laughs> Uh, like you and me have talked about on some of these podcast episodes of ours, I've kind of fallen off of the Marvel train. So like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I might give that a shot, but I, I have so many other movies that I feel like I need to catch up on before I see that. Yeah. Because I'm so far behind on stuff like that. Like I, I did already spoil the new Spider-Man movie for myself, like seeing oh, no. what happens in that movies. Yeah. So I already know kind of like the big thing that people are very excited about and I'm very happy for people, but like the shock value is now completely lost on me. Yeah. On what happens well, in that movie, I haven't spoiled it, but I have an idea. It seems like they're really embracing the spider verse. I think everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody you knows. Can tell, you can tell when they have doc Ock and it's the doc Ock from the old one. What's happening. You know, what's, who, you know, who's gonna show up. <laughs> Miles Morales. <laughs> I wish the animated version uh, uh, <laughs> that uh, into the Spider-Verse two. There was a trailer for that recently. I don't know if you Ooh, saw I that. haven't seen it, but I really liked the first one. It was so good. Yeah. Did you so know good. that that the 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 anime one from into the Spider-Verse is a Gerard Way character as in uh, my chemical romance fame Gerard Way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He came up with that character when he did a Spider-Verse comic. Oh, my God. Yep. I didn't even right? know that was a thing that he had done. Yeah, I didn't either. I knew that he did comics, but I didn't know he ever did Spider-Man. Wow. That's incredible. Um, God damn. What a good movie. Into the yeah. Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Very excited for the new one, whatever that may be. I think it's not too far out in the future. So we probably not. If they're putting out that. trailers for it, usually that's a good sign, especially for like an animated movie. Unless you're Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. Did you see the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie just to derail did, yeah. us a little bit? I went it was and pretty saw good. It, I think the day it came out. Um, I think it was all right. I think it was okay. Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot, actually. It's kind of fun. Would, I would give it, that was a pretty good movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. 
just to back, backtrack a little bit, I just wanted to ask you, do you think there's ever been a movie uh, that has done a better job of making you like a song that's in the movie's soundtrack? Do you think there's ever been a, a movie that's done a better job of that than Into the Spider-Verse did with Post Malone's uh, Sunflower? Do you think there's ever been a movie that's endeared a song to more people more than that movie did with that song? Well, Cause that fucking ruled. Yeah. As far as most people, I don't know. That didn't really hit me the way oh, that it did Brandon, for a lot of people. I think you fucking screw me. It would have to be like guardians of the galaxy intro when he's kicking all the little rats and shit. That's fair. Or the entire soundtrack for blast from the past. Okay. The, the movie where the guy's in like a doomsday bunker. All right. For 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> those are good. Those are good. Good picks, too. Um, yeah. As someone who was anti post Malone, the into the spider verse, like really kind of pushed me over the edge on that song. I was like, you know what? This guy's not half bad. Maybe there's something to this post Malone guy. <laughs> He's got a little spark going there. Something. <laughs> yeah. So you got to keep your eyes on this guy. He's rising up the charts. The kid's going places. Speaking of going places, uh, Brendan, why don't we go into the great unknown here, which is episode 33 of yeah. Samurai Jack. Let's do it. Episode 33. Episode 33. Of, oh, Brendan, please. <laughs> Sorry. I just always wanted to interrupt you. I'm frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen. I can't continue. Somebody reset me. <laughs> Brendan, you're being a real annoying creature right now. Oh, man. That was pretty uh, good. Yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> episode 33 of Samurai Jack is titled Jack and the Annoying Creature. So two weeks in a row, we have creature in the episode title, mm -hmm. which I think is odd. Yeah, and I think it's a little judgmental for them to just come right out of the gate calling it annoying. I found him endearing. You sure about that? Yeah, I really liked that guy. <laughs> uh, definitely a thorn in Jack's side uh, <laughs> several times throughout the episode, which would you know, we'll talk about. Yeah, episode 33, Jack and the Annoying Creature, May 3rd, 2003. So right off the bat, Brendan, here comes fucking Big Daddy Jack. And he's back, but he's got a new theme song. This is Big Daddy Jack with a new steez. Oh, yeah. He's keeping it fresh, bringing it fresh into the year 2003. It's got new hot beats. It's the, it's, yeah, it's the 2003 version of Big Daddy Jack. Don't be mistaken. He's walking in. He's got his swagger going. You know, maybe a little less rappable. I don't see the RZA freestyling over this particular beat, but uh, it's still fresh as hell. Oh, yeah. No argument for me. Very stoked for this this new, yeah, this new drop from the Big Daddy Jack catalog. Um, here he comes. He's walking through the desert. And uh, he pulls out a map. And on this map, there's a big... <laughs> it's not <laughs> unlike other maps that we've seen in Jack's hands in previous episodes. It's this very stereotypical map with like a big dotted trail with a big X marks the spot mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, like he's been using it for traveling, like the Muppets. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, following the the trail very closely. And he, on this map, there's depicted two very thin stone pillars and uh, he lowers the map from his face, and right in front of him in this desert are those same stone pillars. He's, he's reached the spot depicted on the map. Mm -hmm. um, we did see a map with a very similar uh, like structure on it in the couple on the train episode. Right. I didn't go back and like look at that map, but is this like 
the same one even? Or is this a different map entirely? That's the map that I thought of as well when I saw this one. Like that reminded me of that mm. moment. I don't know if there's any correlation between the two maps, but I think that would be a fun touch. Yeah, like this was. is the continuation of that particular storyline. Like it finally took it took him this long to finally get to the point where like he actually followed through on that original map. <laughs> yeah, he finally got back to it. He got distracted yeah. with side quests. He got distracted by Zeke Clench. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, possibly, but he's looking at this map, and yeah, he's he's standing in this this area depicted with those stone pillars, and he keeps walking past those pillars, and the desert sun is 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 beaming down on him. It's very hot in this desert. He's he's got sweat dripping down his head, and uh, in the distance, he sees this this green oasis in the middle of the desert, and it's this little hill with like grass growing on it and like palm trees all around. It seems like a little peaceful spot, like a little respite from the desert sun. Yeah. A nice place to be. Yeah. Uh, He climbs up that hill in the oasis and he smiles and uh, lays down on the grass and looks up in the, in, in, into the trees with the shades sort of blocking him from that harsh desert sun. He's really taking a load off here. And uh, he starts to take a little nap, but there is a rumbling noise that starts. And he wakes up from his nap as the ground beneath him starts to, like, raise and lower, like, over and over again. Like, going up and going down, going up and going down. And uh, Jack jumps to his feet and notices that he's not actually resting on a hill, but he's resting on top of a big snoring creature that is fast asleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, That creature also wakes up and opens uh, one big yellow eye to look over at Jack. Um, And that creature raises up its head and we get a good look at it right off the bat here. It's this this, this big round creature with blue fur uh, and it's got like weird like little mouse ears but like a cat nose it's kind Mm -hmm. of it's kind of like a mishmash of a lot of creatures that we might know on this planet earth of ours yeah uh something distinctive that i noticed about this creature is that it's got nipples and a big old belly button (laughs) it's got very well-defined nipples and belly button (laughs) yeah there's a lot of that going on a lot of shots where you can kind of clearly see that the nipple actually (laughs) yeah you're like eye level with them Mm mm-hmm um, so don't be mistaken. This is a mammal <laughs> of some sort. That's how science works, right? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, this weird creature, it's got it's also got like three little like flowers that look like clovers, like these three little plants <laughs> growing out of the top of its head. Um, and yeah, it, it raises up its head and stares at Jack standing on its big belly here in this little desert oasis. And uh, it's got its tongue like sticking out of its mouth a little bit and these flies like buzzing around its head. It already kind of like the from the very first impression, it seems like this creature is a big doofus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big stupid Totoro is what it is. This big old goofball uh, stares directly at Jack and uh, Jack stares back and they they lock eyes for a while and uh, <laughs> they blink back and forth at each other for a couple of minutes like the Jack is blinking at it and then it cuts back to the creature and the creature blinks back at Jack and each time it blinks, it makes like these cute little squeak noises. Yeah. Uh, Jack like 
turns his head away to look away from it and then turns his head back and the creature like mimics his actions, like turns its head away and then looks back at Jack. Uh, they they stare at each other again for a minute and then it licks Jack with like a, a big old slobbery tongue. Mm-hmm. And Jack is not happy about that. No, he looks extremely sour. He's like dripping with this this creature's slobber all over him. Yeah, his hair's all over the place. He's looks like he's soaking wet now. Yeah, he's made a huge mess of him. But that creature is very happy to have Jack here. It, it has a big smile and it lets out like a big, happy, like almost kind of like bear growl noise. This creature makes a lot of different animal noises throughout <clears throat> this episode that are like every animal known to man. It makes a lot of uh, interesting noises, not even just like vocalized noises like the the sound effects for it walking are really good. Uh, I love this thing. I'm a big fan. Move over. (laughs) Move over. (laughs) Clench. (laughs) See, Clench, you're out. Replace (laughs) new favorite character on the show. Um. Less defined lore for this creature, though. You remember oh, Z yeah. Clench had like a very deep backstory. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know more about this one, though. I'll talk about it when we get there, but <laughs> I'm not sure we'll get the chance, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, Jack, he looks very annoyed after being licked and uh, he hops off the creature and starts walking away from that little oasis back into the desert. And uh, he's walking away, but he thinks he hears something behind him and like whips his head around very quickly. Uh, But in the distance, he can see that creature's silhouette is still at the desert oasis far away from him. Um, And he keeps on walking after that, but then stops again and turns around. And that creature is still there at the oasis looking at him. And uh, as Jack has done frequently now in season three, he talks to himself out loud. Uh, he's really lost his marbles, I think, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Full on conversations all by himself. Yeah. Nobody around. No, uh, but he's, you know, he's trying to clue us in watching at home and do, you know, what's going on in Jack's mind. <laughs> um, and Jack says he feels like he's being followed and he, he turns back to keep walking and he walks away through the desert and the camera pulls way out. And then we can see that that creature is truly following Jack. We can see it tiptoeing very closely right behind Jack's back. Um, and it's really funny. Just like you said, he's he's Jack is walking through the desert, but that creature is walking and each footstep that Jack's Jack makes on the desert sands makes, you know, that satisfying click clacking noise with his sandals. But uh, it's very easy to hear these little squishy footsteps that that creature is making. They're like, yeah, very easily audible over the sound of Jack's own feet. Mm. Uh, It's really fun. And we also get another shot like we've been getting lately of just Jack's feet while he's walking. Getting a lot of foot action. They got Quentin Tarantino directing all these episodes or something. (laughs) That's why. Yeah, that's why Jack also uh, quickly turns around and calls that creature the N word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, Jack, uh, those those footsteps of the creature are very easy to hear, and Jack can pretty clearly hear them, too. Um, he stops walking, and those squishy footsteps also stop. And then he starts taking, like, slow individual steps through the desert, and each time he takes one step, we can hear that little squishy noise each time. It's mm-hmm. very silly. Um, he does this for a minute, and then there's, like, a very loud crash sound which i was kind of confused where that came from but like i think this creature is just capable of like making any sound effect 
at as needed at any point in time. Yeah, it's um, it's Roger Rabbit rules. It can do whatever it wants as long as it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and that it, you know what? It's never not yeah. funny. <laughs> um, yeah, big crash noise, and Jack turns around, and uh, as he does this, the creature basically like warps in front of him like to the other side actually yep. makes like a robotic like warping sound effect yeah i love the sound effect it's like a womb it's a womb <laughs> yeah yeah he does that and jack turns back around to face the other way and then yeah it warps again with another very satisfying womb yeah and, and on the screen it just literally just slides to the other side of yeah. him its feet doesn't move yeah it just yeah <laughs> slides in the frame to the other side wherever jack's not looking um, and Jack, he kind of knows that he's being had here. He looks very frustrated and just kind of like gives up trying to catch this creature and just walks away through the desert. He's mm-hmm. he's going to have to deal with it. And from here, he walks into a forest and uh, there's the sounds of wildlife in this forest. Lots of lots of critters running around in this this forest. Um, we see like chameleons climbing on the trees and like birds and like possums that are like making all of their calls out into the wild in this forest. I like the possum. That was my favorite animal buddy we see in this. He's a creepy little guy. Possums are weird animals, but uh, I don't know you can learn to love them. I I like them because they always look like really stressed out constantly. If you ever see like a possum up close, they're like the way their mouths are shaped. They just look like (laughs) I am a ball of nerves. I had to dog sit for uh, someone back in the day uh, and took their dogs outside into the yard. And one of them was rolling around in the yard. And oh, no. uh, it turns out it was rolling on top of a v- extremely decayed possum skeleton. Mm-hmm. I think somebody had ran over a possum and it ended up in this yard and it was yeah rolling over it back and forth. And I was absolutely yep. horrified and immediately took that dog inside and like gave it a bath, which I, I was ill-equipped to do in like this, this <laughs> stranger's house, someone else's home. Yeah. yeah. It was like one of the worst experiences of my life. I'm like texting them like, what do I do with the possum skeleton? They're like, I don't know what to tell you. This is not, <laughs> this is not something we deal with every day. Oh, that's awful. It was very bad. Yeah, that was, a happy memory from my childhood. <laughs> good times. Uh, good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, this there there. Jack's walking through the forest and he hears all these animal noises, but then he he hears like a, a rustling noise in the leaves behind him and snaps his head around quick. And we can hear that same like warping the womb from the, the creature, but uh, we don't see the creature there. And Jack... Um, He's getting really frustrated. He's got a very sour look on his face, and he's walking very cautiously now through this forest, like keeping his eyes out for that creature. Um, There's more noises behind him, and Jack says to himself again out loud, he says, uh, I am beginning to grow very weary of this. He turns his head back around and is startled and jumps back as he's now face-to-face with that creature who is directly in his path and is floating upside down. Mm-hmm. Yep, because it can just do whatever it wants. <laughs> it pretty much, yeah, it has no respect for the laws of physics. I, so that that goes back to when it was following him, making all the footstep noises. It was doing that just to fuck with him, because it could have just been floating right behind yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. It had the power to do that the whole time, but yeah, it wants to sort of go Jack into like <laughs> all these frust- moments of frustration. 
Um, Jack and the Annoying Creature, you know, is starting to seem like a fitting episode title as much as you <laughs> protested it at the beginning. I don't think he's, I think he's pretty great. He's a little scamp. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's a peach, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, he's now face to face with this creature floating upside down. And there's a loud sound of flies like buzzing around its head. Um, and Jack very sternly asks this creature why it's following him. And uh, it crash lands on the ground onto its big dumb skull and sends Jack like flying away through the air, which is very funny because Jack is like crossing his arms and frowning as he tumbles through the <laughs> sky. He's so over it. He's like, fuck this. Um, yeah, he he lands and like scrunches up his face and really starts to groan like he's really getting frustrated. But he he takes a deep breath and and calms himself right down. Jack's really come a long way, you know, in the frustration department ever since really, you know, an episode that we've mentioned many times on this podcast, Jack versus Mad Jack. He kind of mm. in that episode, like learned how to overcome his his feelings of frustration. And it seems like those lessons have stuck with him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely better at it. Um I do like that he does get annoyed though. Like he's not like this perfect Mary Sue of a character. He's got right. his flaws. Yeah. There's enough to push Jack to his limits. Um and this creature is very quickly sort of approaching those limits for Jack. Um and Jack starts to walk away through the forest, but the creature starts like cartoonishly tiptoeing back and forth behind him in the background of the forest. <laughs> um, there's this fun, like cartoon, like climbing and falling music, like like over and over again, as the creature laughs like a moron as it runs back and forth <laughs> through the forest. Brendan, this goes on for 20 seconds. <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> it felt like an eternity. <laughs> Um, it just, yeah, it just runs back and forth through the forest and Jack is watching this like befuddled, but, uh, he actually finally has a moment of levity in this episode and he, he smiles and laughs to himself and he, he, he says, uh, I need not get upset over such foolishness. Yeah. Just a prank, so, bro. Yeah. We're just having a good old, good old goof. Nothing not, get worked up over here, Jack. He's not hurting nobody. No. He's minding his own business for now. Perhaps things will change. Um, Unlikely. This thing could do no wrong. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, yeah, Jack, he kind of like realizes this is not really as big a deal as he's he's made made it out to be. And he uh, walks away and that creature uh, stops running and watches him walk away. Um, and Jack, he's walking through the forest and there's a squirrel that's uh, eating nuts in a tree. Mm -hmm. um, and Jack looks up at it and it's the squirrel screeches at him for no discernible reason. Yeah. This squirrel is really great too. It bites the top off of an acorn and then it makes like a patooey noise as it spits it out. And then it just shrieks at him for <laughs> even looking at him. And squirrels, you know what? IRL squirrels are assholes. <laughs> yeah. They'll throw stuff at your car. If you park under their tree. Yeah. Jack parks himself under this tree and that squirrel. Yeah. Wants him gone. <laughs> um yeah, and Jack he looks up in the tree and he sees a bunch of berries growing in the tree and he cuts them down and has he's got a big old handful of berries and uh he's about to take a bite but he hears some rustling in the bushes behind him 
and uh, he sighs and picks up a tree branch and just swings it behind himself blindly, like without even looking at what he's doing, just swings that tree branch <laughs> behind him. And that creature l- leaps into the air, holding its foot and le- lets out like a big pained roar. Yeah. Jack's yeah, Jack's the mean one here. Well, I don't know. He's, he's got limits, you know, there's only <laughs> so much you can take. He assaulted that creature. He did hit it pretty hard for, you know, no good reason. Um, but there are more reasons for Jack to get frustrated in this episode. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, he smacks it and it jumps up into the air and it plops down next to him and smiles at him and makes a noise like a dog toy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even like non-animal noises. This creature is just full of good sound effects. I mean, some of the best sound work I feel like we've had on the show is this this creature in particular. Oh, yeah. And Jack is about to eat one of these berries that he collected. And that creature looks at him and makes like a very sad cry and watches Jack with like these these wide eyes and a mouth that's like foaming with drool. (laughs) And Jack uh, realizes that it's hungry and tosses the berry to the creature um, and it gobbles it up and happily like starts honking like a goose. Um, and Jack throws it another berry. Um, and Jack goes to eat a berry himself, but the creature like leans over Jack. Jack turns around to like face it and it quickly turns away and twiddles its thumbs like it's pretending not to look at him, which is very funny. It's like the only moment in this episode where the creature has fingers to like twiddle its (laughs) thumbs like, oh, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just minding my own business over here. Yep. Um, and Jack is like, ah. All right, and scoops up all those berries that he collected and throws the entire handful into that creature's mouth and is like, all right, here's your food. Now, please, for the love of God, leave me alone. Uh, And that creature honks again and, like, is not ready to leave Jack alone. And he says, okay, well, it seems like it's going to require more than just berries to satisfy this creature's appetite. And that, that creature actually like smiles and nods its big dumb head at Jack. Like, <laughs> yes, you're right. I need more sustenance. It's manipulating him. Yeah. Um, it, it, it cuts to a deer that's jumping out of the bushes of the forest and smells a mushroom on the forest floor. And the camera pans across the forest floor to reveal this very elaborate rope trap that Jack has set with an arrow that's pointed directly at the mushroom. Um, and he says, Jack says out loud, like, oh, very soon, both of us will be eating venison, which seems odd to me because it seems like that creature is like not interested in eating meat. I don't yeah, know. It's got rounded teeth. So which would imply that it's an herbivore. Yeah. Uh, that creature's later appearance in the episode would maybe be more interested in meat. But in this moment, yeah, it seems like very down to just eat the berries that Jack's willing to toss mm-hmm. into its mouth. I don't know. Um, yeah, Jack says this out loud, but then realizes that he's talking to no one and looks back in horror towards that mushroom and sees that the creature is now towering over that deer, which is like cowering in fear at this gigantic creature standing in front of it. And that creature reaches down and picks up the mushroom as the deer bolts away. And Jack looks on and there's a big twang sound. And uh, the creature turns around to see that the arrow that Jack had set is now stinking, sticking out of its big, fleshy pink butt. Yep. It's probably stinking, too. 
stinking and sticking. Yeah, you wouldn't want to pick that arrow out and you'd go, ugh, yucky. <laughs> we don't get to see that moment because Jack just sighs once again, as he's done 10 times so far throughout this episode. He just sighs and then it fades directly to commercial. Mm-hmm. And when it fades back, Jack is uh, wading through this like bubbling green swamp. He's he's covered a lot of ground here from during the commercial break. Yeah, we went from desert to forest. Now we're in some swamp. He's all over the place this whole episode. Yeah, he's he's following that map very closely. Um, and that creature is following Jack very closely. He's he's it's it's directly behind Jack. And Jack is like completely fed up with this creature and tells it to stop following him him and uh, says that he does not need another burden is what he says. Mm -hmm. And that creature gets really sad and like slouches down into like a big frown is like, I can't believe you said that. Not a burden. I'm just trying to hang out and eat some berries, buddy. (laughs) Really sad. Jack really hurt its feelings. Yeah, it makes a big sound effect like a deflated balloon and jack like hears that and feels bad and says like oh well you know actually you know it's it's really not a safe journey for those uh not trained in martial arts discipline he says uh at which the the creature smiles and starts doing karate chops and then winds up its fist and then punches itself right in the face yeah like you're doing karate Brendan, did you ever take like any like Taekwondo classes or anything like that as a child? I did not. No, I wanted to, but I was too lazy. I was very uh, poorly behaved in the the one year of Taekwondo classes that I that I took. I would like kick the other kids when like it wasn't time for kicking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I got. Quickly taken out of those classes, which was definitely the right move, both by my parents and the teachers of the class. <laughs> you lack discipline. I lacked serious discipline, and uh, now I don't know how to defend myself. Yeah, well, whose fault is that? The teachers. So if anybody wants to come at me with like a weapon in a dark alley, uh, you'll you'll have me. <laughs> I'm done for. Uh, anyway. This creature is also not well-trained in martial arts, arts discipline. Um, and there's a long montage. So it punches itself in the face and, and Jack like laughs at that. He's finally starting to like come around on this creature. Um, and from here, there's a long montage of Jack on his travels and that creature following very close behind. They walk like across like a narrow cliffside or around a mountain. Um, Jack crosses a rickety rope bridge at night and that creature starts to cross behind him and uh, starts sending the entire bridge bouncing like a rubber band. And Jack is like bouncing very high up into the night sky as the creature tries to walk across it. Yep. It could just float across it, but it chooses yeah, it's not got the to. power. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it doesn't want to. It wants to do what, you know, its buddy Jack does. Yeah. Maybe not suitable for this moment, but uh, it's it's good for comedic effect for us. Um, Jack climbs down the side of the mountain and looks up and sees a big pink butt like walking down above him. Like the creature is also going down the mountain and we can see the bottom of the creature's feet. And it's got like, it's it, the pads of its feet are like heart shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This creature is very interesting to me. It seems like the the writer of one of the writers of this episode, like let their five year old daughter design this creature for the episode. You know, it could actually be something like that. Yeah, it kind of has that feel to me. Like here, honey, this is what I had in mind. And then like, yeah, (laughs) daughter drawing it out and the dad going, you know what? That's going to work. I think I can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a funny, funny, weird creature. Um, Jack is, is paddling down a raft on a river and that creature is swimming behind him. And finally, um, Jack seems to like come around and kind of take advantage of the, advantage of the situation um, and is sitting on the creature's head and reading the map as the creature is literally like carrying Jack up a mountain. Jack is now just like riding the creature. So like he's kind of yeah finally realized like, all right, well, if I can't get him away from me, like at least I can kind of use him as a as a steed, as a mount. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. It can fly or like float, which is better than flying. No, Jack doesn't, you know, he doesn't know all of this yet. He doesn't, you know, know exactly what it's capable of. I guess that's true. He has seen it flying, though, or floating. At least it was upside, it was upside down head. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have just been, been being a big old goofball. <laughs> yeah, they they climb up the side of this mountain and they enter a a cave and Jack says, uh, Oh, that's it. That's the crystal of Cagliostro. But doctor, I am Cagliostro. Right? <laughs> right? That's who we're setting up for. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Someone out there is going to love that. Yes. He said it. Uh, there's a big crystal. I'm sorry, Brendan. I don't know what you're trying to say to me. You really let me down on that one. <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know, I make the references that I just have to let them go. And this week, it's, this week it's your turn. Wow, it feels bad. How do you do this all the time? It's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. I know. Most of the time I should just keep my mouth shut. Uh, that's all right. Bathe in it, my boy. Um. There's this this big old crystal that's a big yellow crystal hanging above a pit of lava in this this cave. It's hanging from a vine and there's like a series of vines hanging around it. And Jack looks at it and he says, ah, my quest has finally ended. And he grabs one of these vines and gets ready to swing towards the crystal And he looks back at the creature and realizes that uh, this is the end of the line for them. Uh, You know, they won't get another chance to see each other. So Jack takes this time to say his goodbyes. It seems we will be parting ways now. (coughs) Yes, I know. I am sorry if I was at times impatient with you. I feared you would somehow interfere with my goal when you actually helped me achieve it. Well, goodbye. It's a very sad moment. Yeah, it's real sad. Uh, and Jack takes that vine. He, he swings his way toward that crystal, and he moves from vine to vine. And that last vine that he needs to reach is, is, is just out of his reach. And he's trying to grab it. And as he's doing this, the creature floats by him. So, yeah, again, it's just openly flying through this cave. Mm-hmm. Um, flies right by him and Jack yells at it like, Hey, like, stop it. Like, get away from that crystal. I'm, I, I have to go get it. Please go back to where you were coming from. 
and uh, the the creature turns around and like looks at the crystal, and its eyes go wide, and it it gets this big smile on its face, like the Cheshire Cat. Mm-hmm. It, like looks at this creature and is suddenly like completely entranced, and Jack panics. He notices this and like begs the creature to stop flying towards this crystal. Um, but that does not work, and the creature flies up to the crystal and eats the crystal whole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Takes a big old chomp out of it and yeah, just swallows it down in one big gulp. And Jack lets out like a a pained gasp, like he absolutely cannot believe what he's just seen. And that creature like smiles for a minute as it's like chewing on the crystal, but then its body starts convulsing wildly, like it stretches and expands in like every possible direction, and it changes colors like a hundred times. Um, probably should not have swallowed this crystal, although it doesn't really have very serious uh, implications for him, as it as it turns out. Um, but yeah, it's it's like convulsing wildly and then smoke is like pouring out of its mouth and it, it barfs out like this huge sparkling yellow laser blast like directly into the lava pit below them. <laughs> and there goes the crystal. Yeah, it's gone in a big projectile vomit. Um, they're both blasted away and Jack watches like desperately as that pool of lava uh, cools into like a smooth black surface. And from here, there's a hard cut to later that night. And Jack and the creature are sitting outside of the cave at a campfire. There's a blood red sky above them. And the creature is sulking and frowning with a very guilty look as Jack is sitting behind a rock away from the campfire with his back turned to the creature. Like this <laughs> very dramatic moment. Jack looks the most angry he has ever looked in his entire life. Jack is just pouting over there behind the rock. <laughs> and you imagine he's been like berating the creature the entire time. That's why it's so sad. The entire way down the mountain, like, what the fuck? What did you <laughs> do? I told you not to. God damn it. This is why I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure he was really laying into that thing. It's very funny. Um, yeah, the camera does like a triple take on Jack's very angry face, just staring dead ahead into the night while that creature is looking very longingly at Jack from behind that campfire. Um, and it makes like a little sad groan. And Jack like quickly snaps his head around just like silence it. Like, don't you dare even start with me. <laughs> oh, what? Your sad creature, huh? <laughs> Do you even know what I've been through? <laughs> you know what I've done? What these hands have done? <laughs> I could have made this better for everyone. <laughs> he snaps his head around and that creature like looks away and avoids his gaze like, oh, I wasn't trying to look at you like <laughs> very like desperately. Like, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry. Uh, and Jack literally says to the creature, I cannot believe what you have done. <laughs> the creature lets out like a very sad cry and makes like another big frown and Jack lays down on the ground and basically commands it to leave. He says he's going to go to sleep, but in the morning you have got to get out of here. We are done, buddy. Uh, and sure enough, he does fall asleep. There's a time lapse of that creature sitting by the fire and watching Jack fall asleep. Like the fire goes out and Jack falls asleep and it's kind of looking at him like curiously. 
Uh, and then time lapses again, and the creature has moved across the fire and is now laying on the other side of the rock that Jack is sleeping on uh, and has like this very sheepish smile. It's like just happy to be like near Jack in this moment. Yeah. Like knowing that Jack is <laughs> not awake to scold it. Yeah, it just has a big smile and like falls asleep on the other side of this rock. Um, but when it wakes up the next day, it peeks over the other side of that rock. But Jack is gone. He's left this creature on its own. Yeah, it's really sad. It is really sad. And it's a very sad moment for this creature. It like panics and searches for Jack like all around this campsite. Like it literally like lifts up that big rock to make sure like Jack's not hiding under it or something. <laughs> It's freaking out and like can't find him and realizes that Jack is gone and makes a few like sad goose honks and then just starts like wailing, like sobbing uncontrollably. Um, it's a really sad sound effect. Um, and this 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 cry keeps going out and the camera pulls way out and we keep hearing the cry and the camera pans way over to Jack who has walked like way, way far away from this campsite but can still hear this creature's cry from like however far away he is. Mm -hmm. um, and he looks back briefly, like kind of feeling bad hearing that, but he lets out another sigh and like just keeps going. Like this is the end of the line for Jack and the creature. He's, mm -hmm. he's had enough. And Jack is walking through this this wasteland and he finds like a pool of water later in that day he bends down to take a drink but the surface of the water is rippling from a very low rumble that's starting to grow in the distance um and jack looks out into the distance and we can hear the sound of car tires yep kind of a familiar <laughs> sound something that we've heard before uh, and there's a car that's roaring and it comes in from the distance. It is racing quickly towards Jack's direction. And we can see as it gets closer that it's this old red hot rod with like exhaust pipes all over it. And like one of those exposed engines on the front of it, like the big old blocky engines. Yep. It's being driven by this gang of robots that are dressed up like 1950s greasers. Yeah, yeah, and one of them looks like it's made out of, like, Tinker Toys. Yeah, I had the exact same thing. Like, Tinker Toys are, like, connects, like, this yeah. weird, like, <laughs> like, child's toy assembly. Um, yeah, these robots are approaching Jack fast. Uh, in the background, the uh, world's shittiest rock and roll music is playing over the car's radio. Is this is this song, did they write this for this show? Or is I have it? to imagine they did. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, they must have, but, like. I was listening to it and it kind of struck me as like the most out there music the show has had. Like it's got like techno sometimes and it's got like hip hop beats, but I don't think there's ever been anything with like lyrics to it. All the lyrics to this song, though, are basically like, hey, you check out this cool car. Check out this badass car. <laughs> yeah. It's driving through the desert. It's going to get you. It's a badass car. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a fucking terrible song. The, the chorus of the, the song is uh, wild ride. She'll take you for a wild ride. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, just like Chuck Berry used to play back in the day. <laughs> this shit sucks. 
Yeah, this this song is terrible, but I guess it is fitting for the, the scene of these greaser robots driving. Yeah, just like you said, there's there's a robot. It's like a lady robot that basically looks like it's modeled after after uh, Sandy from uh, Grease, the movie. Uh, oh yeah, yep. Yeah, they're all Grease adjacent. Yeah, um, but she's got yeah, like these ticker toy kind of arms like these long spindly arms with claws at the end of them. And she's holding a big ass machine gun. Um, there's also a chunky robot that's wearing like a Jughead Jones hat and wearing a denim jacket with a name tag that says Tony on it. <laughs> yep. Uh, the driver of this car is wearing a leather jacket and basically just like looks like Danny Zuko from Greece. So we're really just going for a Greece vibe. Have you ever seen Greece? That's that's kind of what we're rolling with here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't pick up on that connection though. <laughs> it's Maybe Greece. I should have. Yeah, yeah. No, now that you're saying it, yeah, very clearly. But <laughs> I've never been the biggest Greece fan. Me, <laughs> me either. Uh, but that's kind of you know the same character models but these ones are a little more menacing plus they're robots so you know that's yep. fun um and the only other passenger in this car is a big old muscular robot that's got cut off sleeves uh this robot is funny because it attempts to comb back its metal hair and creates like a shower of sparks with its comb running across its big old metal head yeah it's a good bit yeah they're they're charging towards jack uh in their big old hot rod car uh, where are the, where are they coming from? It seems like yeah, these, they're like, just like driving through the desert, like this, roaming around looking for fights. This is like one of the most out of place things I think that's ever happened in this show. I agree. Like it, it, it kind of felt out of nowhere to me. Like as soon as we saw the car, I was like, first we've done this before with the, with the Jack's shoes episodes. And second, yeah. why, why are they here? Like, is it just the easiest way to get Jack into a fight? I guess that has to be it. Yeah. Just like let's introduce some kind of villain for Jack here towards the end of the episode. Um, not that there's been like a very serious, like easy to follow theme in the entire first half of the half of the episode where like we could have introduced a villain more naturally, but yeah. yeah, like this, this seemed completely out of left field. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. They've, they've got a car and here they come. They're, they're big old badass fifties robots. And then they just pick a fight with Jack for, for like no reason. For no reason. Yeah. They've got nothing against him. They just, you know, they're going around looking to cause him shit. Well, they do that. It's very confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're coming towards him and they drive right past Jack, but swerve around and fire their machine guns towards Jack. And uh, Jack dodges their their machine gun fire and they uh, bang another Yui and keep firing their guns at Jack as he runs away into the desert. Um. And they basically like do donuts around Jack as he's like hiding behind these big stone pillars in the desert, mm -hmm. just trying to get a good shot at him. <laughs> um, but it's not working. They, they, they kick up lots of dust as they're, they're circling around Jack and that, that muscly robot points out at Jack through this big cloud of dust. And uh, the fat robot like licks its metal lips, which is unsettling. Gotta have, gotta have more robot tongues. I don't like it. He doesn't <laughs> need it. He doesn't need a tongue for anything. He's a robot. He uses it. He uses it for mining. <laughs> uh, mining Bitcoin, <laughs> among other things. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, no, they uh, they they see Jack through the fog and that car charges directly at Jack, but he leaps away at the last minute and that car crashes uh, directly into one of those stone pillars he was hiding behind and uh, the car explodes, which uh, the music mercifully ends at this point. That very shitty rock and roll song finally <laughs> is over. I'm going to miss it, I think. This big old car's coming towards <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Better watch out for this car. Hell yeah. Here comes a car. It's driving for you. It's a badass car. <laughs> it's a badass car. That song is not wrong. That song sucked. <laughs> the dust settles after the car explodes, and those robot robots are all fine and fine and stand ready to fight Jack. They basically have him surrounded, and then there's a pretty brief fight that happens here. Uh, the lady robot like drops her busted gun like it's all busted up. She just throws it down on the ground and then rips off her Tinker Toy's arm and attaches it to her other arm and makes like an extra long arm. Mm-hmm. Like a boss from uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, she's got this big ass, big ass arm with long robot claws at the end of it and uh, swipes at Jack who backs away and almost backs directly into the arms of that muscly robot, but he jumps away just at the last second. Um, then that fat robot starts chomping at Jack with its big old robot mouth. Um, Jack backs away from that robot as well, but the uh, Danny Zuko robot, as I'm referring to him, uh, shoots uh, a gun at Jack and fires like these three little darts out of the gun. Um those darts stick in Jack's arm and then his arm goes completely limp and like he can't even lift up his sword. It's like some kind of paralyzing agent in the mm. darts of this gun. And uh, that robot drop kicks Jack and the other robots rush in to fight him as well. Uh, as this is all going on, the annoying creature finally has arrived at the scene and like sticks its head around one of the rocks to like look out at Jack like, oh, I'm so happy I found you. But it's like just in time to see Jack like getting absolutely fucked up by these robots. Yeah, they're like standing around him, literally like stomping him. It's like the worst possible timing or I maybe the best possible timing as it turns out. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He Jack gets like body slammed and uh, thrown into like one of these stone pillars, uh, like the exact stone pillar that that creature is hiding behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And it hides its face like behind its little hands and can't even look as uh, that lady robot runs in with her big old robot claws and slices Jack up to pieces. Um, And there's a close up on that creature's concerned face as the sound of Jack just being like absolutely pummeled by all of these robots is, is going on behind the creature. And it looks like extremely sad and helpless, like it can't do anything for Jack in this moment. Um, this goes on for a minute and then Jack lets out like this big pain cry, like one of the biggest like pained like like moments of terror, like the like one of the biggest call outs that we've ever seen Jack make on one of our episodes of our tv show here yeah i'm surprised he didn't yell out ah help me these are the strongest things i've ever these guys are so strong i've never faced anyone as good as these robots (laughs) they're literally the strongest the creatures or enemies i've ever seen this episode i was frustrated that like 
they were able to get to Jack so easily, but like at least Jack didn't comment on that in the moment. Like that would have just been, that would have pushed me over the edge. I would have been pissed. It seemed like uh, the no. perfect place for it. If there was ever a moment for that to happen, yeah, this would have been, this would have been it. Um, no, he refrained from doing that, but is still getting his ass thoroughly kicked by these robots. Mm-hmm. And uh, the creature hears all this and yeah, is, is like very sad that it can't do anything. Uh, but when Jack makes this big pained cry, it triggers a response in the creature and it starts to change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's cute little beady eyes grow into like these wild spiral eyes and its blue fur turns into a blood red color and it grows these giant fangs and it's like little soft padded hands and feet stretch out into like these big vicious claws. It almost looks like the transformation is like bursting out of it. Like it rips the old pads away and gets these yeah. like big demon hands explodes through the skin of this creature that's been yeah, in this form for so long, but finally the real demon within has come to play. <laughs> it's super badass. <laughs> and my favorite little touch is that the three little like uh, clovers on its head turn into like three little dead trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a total transformation. Yeah. Into the, the devils, the devil's demons. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It becomes instantly like a much yeah more menacing creature. Um, and its massive form grows from behind that rock that it was hiding behind. And uh, the robots are still hammering Jack, but stop as that, that creature is now in its final form and he, he approaches them um, and lets out like this big giant roar as it's towering over these robots and they try to run away, but it, it gets down on all fours and charges at them like a vicious warthog. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so cool. I love this transformation. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's, it's really badass creature just tears them apart. There's yeah, good sequence. It, it kills all four of them. Uh, it, it pins that Danny Zuko robot to the ground and then crushes its head beneath its giant feet as it like cries out for help to the other robots. It's fucking brutal. It's pretty fucking yeah. Nasty kill. This episode uh, it, just got real metal all of a sudden. It, things have taken a gigantic turn from like silly to serious. I love um, it. I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge good. fan. Uh, it butt slams the lady robot. Um, it, it appears in front of the fat robot and then like slices it into pieces with its giant claws. Um, and then that muscly robot is the last one left. It's hiding behind one of these rocks and um, is literally sweating like oil out of its head, which I think is kind of funny, like black oil running down its face. As yeah. It's like sweating and cowering in fear. Got to have some good robot humor on the show every now and then. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 uh, the creature appears behind him and then just like devours that robot whole. So, like, all of those robots are now gone. Uh, and with all those robots gone, the uh, giant creature like pants for a moment. It's kind of like just like finally like cooling down after the battle and then quickly devolves like back into the cute and cuddly creature that we've been accustomed to yeah. for this entire episode. <laughs> it it kind of just does it in the reverse of the way it transformed. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like claws shrink back into, yeah, like little rounded fingertips <laughs> with like little popping noises like boop. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much cuter <laughs> transformation this time around. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like demon horns and yeah, like the gnarled trees on its head recede and are replaced by those same little like flowers. And as soon as that happens, like the buzzing flies reappear around its head. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, and this, the creature walks over to Jack's broken body lying on the desert floor and it looks down at him and the creature thinks that Jack is dead and it lets out like a big sad wail and starts sobbing to, and like slamming its fist into the ground, just like absolutely heartbroken that it was not able to save Jack in time. Um, but uh, it's crying and its tears are flying everywhere and actually splash Jack in the face. And of course, Jack is not dead. He gets waken up, woken up by these these tears splashing it in the face and uh, gets up and like kind of surveys the scene and sees like the shattered remains of this the robots like all over the battlefield here. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> without knowing exactly what is happening. Yeah, he did not like, see the transformation at all. An absolute scene of carnage, yeah, in the desert here, and kind of puts the pieces together like somehow the creature was responsible for this, but like, yeah, we'll never know like what you and me were just able to see on this episode. <laughs> uh, probably better off for it. But yeah, he he realizes that that the creature was able to save his life, and uh, he clears his throat, and that creature slowly looks up at Jack. And Jack bows deeply to the creature and it lets out like a big happy cry seeing that Jack's okay and crushes him in a big bear hug. <laughs> He's very happy, very relieved that Jack is doing all right. And Jack smiles and is happy, you know, that he's doing okay. And, you know, the creature came through for him in the end. Um, and then Jack delivers, or sh- I should say Phil Lamar delivers what might be the most stilted line in Samurai Jack history. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but he says to the creature, uh, it looks like there is a small village just over these hills. We might find a warm meal and some shelter. It's like the most poorly delivered, yeah, like really just completely stilted line that we've ever heard Jack speak on the show. And Jack has a lot of weird shit that he says through all these episodes where he's just talking to himself. But in this moment, yeah, he's really like just trying to like find some way to like connect with the creature. And it just comes out like very Mm -hmm. awkwardly. And that maybe maybe that was the point. Like, I'm sure it was. He's just trying to make good with this creature that he's been kind of an asshole to. <laughs> it was like so bizarre, so weird to hear it come out in this way, like out of Jack's mouth. It was very funny to me. Um, but he says that and uh, the creature starts skipping away into the sunset, like frolicking through the desert. So happy that him and Jack are reunited and on good terms again. And uh, Jack is following behind the creature and uh, catches up to it. And uh, the creature picks Jack up and crushes him again in another big hug, like against the setting sun behind him. And that is how the episode ends. Hooray! Brendan, I don't think it's a stretch to say, and don't take judgment don't take any judgment from what I'm about to say. Kind of leave like emotions out of out of this this sentence that I'm about to say to you. All right. Now that you've set it up like that, I don't know if I'll be able to, but go ahead. This might be the most useless episode of Samurai Jack that we've ever had. Does uh, yeah. that seem fair? Um 
Uh, it's up there. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one offhand. That's. <laughs> I, can, I think there's plenty of just like filler episodes. Um, but but yeah, the this one accomplished nothing. Um, he was on a quest to find a, a way home, and he True. did find it. True. Uh, True. <laughs> so there's that. There's one potential way home gone now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, at least there was like almost some development. Yeah, that got taken away kind of by, you know, the the plot of this episode being this creature like, oh, foiled Jack again inadvertently. <laughs> um, yeah, prob- probably the most useless episode of Samurai Jack, like which is kind of hard, like coming off of what is. Uh, maybe the most useful episode of Samurai Jack that maybe, we've had in 30-something episodes. Maybe that's painted your opinion a little bit on this I think this so. One. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely Because I would say, so. like, Jack and the Smackback didn't really accomplish anything either. Right. There's plenty of episodes where, yeah, they're not contributing to the Samurai yeah. Jack plot in any way. But this, this one, one felt <laughs> weird. And like, like the the entire plot of it is like, ah, oh, this silly creature just being silly with Jack and Jack getting very frustrated with it. Um, yeah. So like that, I don't know. <laughs> like that, that only hurts it in the context of like thinking about exactly like we just said, like how last week's episode was like so monumental mm-hmm. and this week's episode, like <laughs> thick, me thinking about like the other important episodes that happen in this season, like thinking like, Oh, maybe, maybe those are going to be next week. Like maybe we move straight from Jack and the traveling creatures into like some of these really important episodes. It's like, no, we got a, we got a couple of these ones to do first. <laughs> It's like it did a, a super cool triple flip and then followed it up with a wet fart. Kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, at least plot wise. Um, with that said, you know, Brendan, it's we're moving it. This is going to be our last episode before the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think perhaps one of my New Year's resolutions is, uh, you know, trying to like maybe not take this show like as seriously as I do at some points, you know, it can't all be super serious moving stuff forward for Jack. We got to have some fun along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, it can't all be, you know, plot points and Jack trying to get back to the past and Aku with these big old battles. We gotta, you know, we gotta have some wacky adventures from time to time. So, you know, that's where this episode kind of fit in. And with all that in mind, you know, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I liked this episode. I thought it was really good. Big fan. I always like these kind of like <laughs> wacky where they're not full of fighting, but they're they're not super intense in any way. Just having a good old time. You handle these episodes much better than I do. Um, but this one, yeah, you know, with all that in mind, I was able to have fun with it. At least, you know, that creature was a very silly creature. It was a very bizarre creature. Like mm-hmm. all of its aspects didn't... <laughs> combined in like a easy to read kind of way. Um, not any kind of creature that like correlates to anything that we know in this modern world of ours. Mm. Um, but yeah, a, a funny character that like leads Jack into funny situations and then does ultimately like come through for him in the end. You know what? I had fun at the end of the day. I could say I had fun. It doesn't have to be important. It doesn't have to, you know, lead Jack down some epic quest. That's really going to have big implications for the future of the show. You know, if I can have fun 
that's what we're here just trying to do. Yeah. So I can accept it. That's what it's all about. Just having a good time. <laughs> and at least this episode, like I think back on episodes, like even like we talked about recently, like uh, Jack and the Scarab, you know, Jack there's there's fun moments in there. You know, we can talk as much as we want about how fun the raw moments are. But like that episode had like the big chase sequence trying to find the scarab, like trying to put the, like this episode didn't have any of that kind of bullshit in it. I think <laughs> like it was just kind of silly throughout. Mm-hmm. So like that is what definitely helped it in my mind is like just just being silly and not having like any kind of like stupid like trying to be very self-serious bullshit. Like this was just yeah, goofy from point A to point B. Uh, the only thing I would say about it is it left off in a place where now they've just got to move on without the creature and pretend like it never happened. Yeah, Like they, sh- they probably true. shouldn't have ended with them together because I, I know he's not going to be back next week. And we already know it's incapable of just like letting Jack go. Yeah. So we, we there's going to be some like, theory crafting about how he got away from this thing. And it's all good. It's got to be tragic. Um, They should have just had them part on like good terms at the end. You know, Jack knows that there's that village, you know, towards the end of the episode, they might find, you know, some shelter there. Maybe he got there and promised like, look, you really have to stay here, but I'll visit you all the time. And then in between episodes, you know, the the moments that we don't get to see in the show, maybe he goes back there all the time and visits (laughs) that creature you know, brings it some fresh berries mm-hmm. and, you know, tells it about its, its his battles against all these robot greasers in the desert. You know, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the kind of episode, though, and the kind of character that if uh, it hadn't taken 15 years or whatever to get to a final season, this is the perfect kind of character to bring back for, like, the finale. Right. Like, oh, I've got this Totoro friend that can turn into a demon. Like. Right. Maybe he can help. This is one of my allies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I imagine that doesn't happen because this seems like a pretty throwaway, forgettable character. (laughs) Brendan, my boy, I have to be honest with you. I entirely don't remember this character (laughs) coming back in season five of Samurai Jackets. It might. I don't remember this character being in the show at all. I I hardly did either, Um, but I'm glad that it did. It was fun. You know, Mm -hmm. we had fun here today. I liked it. I thought it was silly. He was a big goofball. He was Jack was really mean to him the whole time. and It kind of made me sad. Yeah. You know, Jack was frustrated with him. Jack and the annoying creature, the name of the episode. So they're already trying to paint it in a certain light. And like, I get it. I get where <laughs> Jack's coming from, but it doesn't stop us from kind of loving his goofy antics. Mm. I don't know. Just a big old, big old ball of fun. I would call this episode. Yep. I thought it was a good one. We got to have a few laughs along the way. This was one of them. That we do. Speaking of Jack and the Scarabs. Oh, my God, Brendan. I know what you're getting straight into, and I'm so proud of you. Let's let's do it. <laughs> we got an email. Ba 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 email. Ba 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 email. Yep. Here it is. Yep. That's All right. the song. This is from Joseph. Uh, and the subject line is something about a scarab. Hmm? Uh, Joseph says, this is one of my favorite episodes, uh, obviously referring to Jack and the Scarab and not Jack and the Annoying Creature. Uh, I'm really interested in Egypt and its ancient history and mythology, so this episode scratches that itch. As it should. Yeah. Uh, and then that was Nick. what Nick was saying, too. He's a big Egypt nerd. I, uh, wa- I, said, I, wa- I said I was. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so uh, Joseph goes on to say, is Jack right about the minions being the toughest he's ever fought? 
<laughs> One thing to keep in mind uh, is these episodes aren't necessarily in chronological order, which is something we've touched on because yeah, I'm not sure one way or the other whether they're chronological. I think it makes more sense if they're not, and we're, we're kind of jumping all over the timeline. But uh, there's no real reason to believe that they're not other than exactly. like Jack goes from America to Egypt to fucking Australia. Um, right. With, with with the amount we've talked about this, like it it makes more logical sense for them to not be in chronological order mm. based on you know exactly what you just said, like the literal distance that Jack has to travel, where like he's literally traveling on foot like ninety percent of the time. So yeah, like, just the timing does not make any it. Would, sense it for would him. take a long time to travel these distances, right? Um, Logically, it would make much more sense for these episodes to not be in chronological order, but nothing that's ever happened in this show, like suggests to us that that's not the case. Like the, the way that the show is set up, like sort of says to us that like week to week, this is Jack's latest adventure. Yeah. So like, that's kind of the way I've always read it is that if it's the newer episode, it's further in the timeline. Um, but you know, might not necessarily be that way. I don't know. Um, But, uh, I don't, I don't know if the minions still in that case would be, um, but let's keep reading because we get into a little bit. Joseph goes on to say, either way, maybe we should rank the baddies he's had to fight. Uh, Oh, boy. Here we go. You could do one for each season and pit the winner against winner for the next season and so on. Uh, which I think is actually a pretty good idea, but not something I'm prepared to do right this moment. (laughs) No, I think we got to finish out some of these seasons and then we'll we'll kind of. Yeah, I think I think that's a great idea uh, for our bonus episode at some point. um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, But right now, I would say or uh, let's keep reading a little bit. Uh, The only other ones he can think of offhand uh, that would compare would be the five hunters and the ultra robot hunter. It was four. It was four. It was four slash five. Yeah, four slash five hunters. Uh, And the ultra robots. Uh, Aku wouldn't count since he's the main villain and I probably wouldn't count him. Or wouldn't count ones like the Scotsmen who become friends and allies. Um, I think, I yeah. think though, for the sake of if we were going to do a full ranking, I probably would include uh, things like the Scotsmen. Uh, because this, maybe only though, because the Scotsman was such like an even match for him. Like, I feel like he would make the, the rankings more interesting. It's so um, tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess for like Jack, like people for making a list of people Jack has fought, I guess that would count. But like for making a list of Jack adversaries, like then you wouldn't want to include the Scotsman on there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I would have to, I, I would have to be super pedantic about it and go back and look at exactly what he said about the minions. Are these the toughest right. foes I've ever fought or just the toughest creatures I've ever fought? Uh, he I said would, something would, stupid in a moment that he probably shouldn't have said anything. Uh, yeah, said. I would say that as long as he's fought them, they're fair game for the ranking. That's fair. Yep, uh, I agree but, with that. But that's something we'll suss out if we if we do move forward on a, uh, a ranking let's episode. Think about this. Let's think about this. I mean, just trying to think about it now. Season one, the most powerful. I mean, maybe uh, it's hard to say. I don't know. I want to. I don't want to get too deep into it because now you know you've got me thinking about a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. But like season one, you know, maybe like the three blind archers, although he like barely even fought them. Yeah, he kind of just dodged around them. Uh, let's just do okay. Let's just do it with the three that that Joseph names in the That's email. Fair. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's so do we've that. got we've got the minions of the sets minions, right? Gru's minions. Uh, who is minion? Oh yeah, Gru's minions. Yeah, sets minions. Gru's <laughs> minions. 
the four slash five hunters and the ultra robots. Okay. Um, the let's start with the ultra robots. He was able to defeat them using the power of uh, familial ties. Um, though before that, he he did need a giant stupid robot arm uh, to even deal any damage to them. And you can't rely on that being around no. all the time. Um, but you can rely on your magic sword. Uh, and once he figured out like a way to damage them, they didn't end up being that tough. Just do that every time. Yeah. Just yeah. do that. If you got to face them 10 times, 10 out of 10 times, you're praying to the old Japanese gods yeah. to, to help you out here. So uh, out of these four, I would put them at the bottom. Okay. Uh, next, I would probably say, I would probably say the minions. Mm. Uh, see, I don't know. The minions and the hunters are hard because he lost against the hunters. Like, for sure, he lost that fight. The minions, he probably would have lost, but but uh, it's hard to tell because he barely Ra came fights in. them. Yeah, he kind of just ran away, and Ra came in and, and handled it for him. Right. Um, but I imagine that if he kept fighting against them, he probably would have lost. But I, I don't think know. The it's, hunters... just, it's just like anytime he takes a swipe out of them, like we see that their like bodies reform very easily. So like that's true. We never got the opportunity to see like what attacks from Jack specifically like would have been able to would it, would have well yeah like, would anything damage. have been able to do anything? Um, right. But the hunters within the same time limit did best Jack twice even didn't they two times one time they kind of like snuck up um, snuck up on him and kind of got the drop on him mm -hmm. but uh, which is not a time. Tough a tough or uh noble way of fighting. Right. Um, very, very sneaky. But the second time I would say it was pretty fair. He, he led them on a chase up a tower and they, they got him at the top of the they tower. They did have, yeah, like a straight on kind of like Although, head to head fight. Didn't they hit him with like a sleep dart at the top of the tower? One of the ones he wasn't quite looking at. I believe they, all right, Brendan, let's test my memory of this episode. I believe they shot an arrow at him that turned into a snake and then bit him and poisoned him. Yes, that's right. He caught it and it bit his arm. Uh, that's true. Uh, so that was trickery. Not quite a tough fight because they're not fighters. They're hunters. They're not. Hey, they're but not look, here Batman for... doesn't have any superpowers either. He's all, all, all he's got is his tools. So if he had a snake that <laughs> bit people and poisoned them, that's, you know, you got to get Batman credit. For I would, that. You're not but I would not to the hunters. I would not call him a tough fighter in that point. I would say he's very clever uh, and he does what he needs to do, which I would give to the hunters. But in terms of like a tough, like one on one fight or three on one fight or four to five on one fight. It's too much math. I'm lost. <laughs> I would put, I think I would put the hunters below the minions. Uh, so out of those, okay. I would say then, yeah, maybe the minions were the toughest that he'd ever fought in terms of like raw strength and ability without relying on any sort of trickery. Uh, careful, Brendan, when you say the words raw strength, because that's ultimately what did the hunters in was raw strength. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't get my mind off of that. I could have responded better to the thing that you said, but that was all that was in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not how you have a conversation. You gotta just quip the whole time. <laughs> that's what you do when you make a successful podcast. <laughs> the Marvel School of Podcasting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I would I would say that they yeah I would say they were uh, like yeah, on, I, out of these ones we're talking about and then, and then obviously Gru's minions are way 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 above all of them way thousands of leagues above yeah even Aku and yeah nobody like, they're like the ultimate power in the universe yeah they yeah they have become death uh, <laughs> yeah just don't fuck with the minions please for the love of God if you want to protect this earth. 
<laughs> Stuart, Kevin, and Bob just let them be on their merry way. Yeah, they, they don't bother nobody until you bother them. Yeah. And then they rain hell on you. For the sake of humanity, just avoid <laughs> as much as you can. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for the email, uh, Joseph. Uh, I think that is something that I will be interested in looking into further. Um, and yeah, if anyone else has anything they'd like to propose or ask or um, anything of that sort, feel free to email us at gotarecap at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Uh, and I love reading these out. Yes, for sure. Any hypothetical situations where we get to pit pit Jack against enemies that he's faced or has not faced. Like one time we discussed Jack versus Goku. We did, yeah. Um, any conversation like that is bound to lead to absurdity. So mm-hmm. please feel free to send them our way. Gotta recap at gmail.com. And uh, we, we love to have these stupid discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you'd like to weigh in on this, yeah, feel free to do that on our social media. I would say it's probably the best place to continue this discussion uh, at got a recap on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us at got a recap on Instagram and on Facebook and all that good stuff. All the places that you might be, that's where we're going to be. Um, and while you are doing that, uh, you can also drop us a review, uh, five stars, preferably on Apple Podcasts or also Spotify, which, Brendan, I don't know if you've taken the time to do this since the last time we talked about it, but uh, I hopped onto the Spotify app. It was very simple for me to head to the Gotta Recap podcast and drop a review of the show. Uh, Maybe that's tacky for me to say that I hopped on Spotify and dropped a review of my own podcast, but I just wanted to make sure that it worked. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't checked it. I was listening to podcasts on Spotify today, which is something I don't normally do, but I, Mm -hmm. I totally forgot to even check for that. Um, and I do, I do know that we have listeners, uh, on Spotify. So I'm pretty sure the way that it works is that if you've listened to like one episode of a podcast, you are able to leave a review of the podcast itself from like the main listing page of that show. So just head to our main listing page for the gotta recap, uh, a samurai Jack rewatch podcast. Uh, You should see a review option there available, Um, So if you could take the time to head there. And again, as always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, they've made this very simple for years, so you could head there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Dropping us a five-star review would be a huge help to boost our show. So please take the time to do that on whichever platform you are on. Uh, We would appreciate it a great deal. Yes, very much so. Thank you in advance. Thank you all for doing that. Um, Brendan, uh, I... I feel like, you know, I might be a little bit of an annoying creature myself sometimes. I didn't say it. (laughs) Thank you for putting up with my uh, (laughs) goose honks and bear rolls. Yeah, all your out of nowhere foley. All the things that I have to cut out of this episode when I go. (laughs) It's always picking up bike horns and little (laughs) rattler things. (laughs) uh, Train (laughs) sound effects. (laughs) <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Is that your annoying frog uh, impression? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a bing, 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 bow, they say. All right. I, I had a big chart topping hit back in the mid 2000s. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So we don't have to discuss it any further. 
We don't have to discuss that any further or anything else in regards to this episode, uh, but we will have plenty to discuss next week for episode 34 of Samurai Jack. Uh, Until then, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.